welcome back to the How To Fitness Podcast. I'm Kate Lyman. And I'm Michael Ujoa. And we're back with another deep dive today. Woohoo! Exciting. <laughs> yeah, so this is a Michael this, deep dive. Yeah, this is my deep dive today. And it's one that we've wanted to do for a while, isn't it? We, as people will probably know from reading the title of this podcast, um, we are talking about goop today. And... Yeah, as I said, we wanted to do this for a long time for multiple reasons, um, but I'm, I want to try and make this kind of fun as well, whilst also talking about kind of how important an issue uh, brands like this are. So yeah, we're doing, we're doing goop. I am so ready for it. And I, I'm like, what do I have to contribute? But I'm sure there's something because though I have thoughts, I have thoughts on this. Also, did you, did you make sure to write this in a way that we're not going to get like sued for defamation or something like so that? So I, <laughs> there will be a lot of allegedly's and um, I will link to articles and things that I have found to write. Like, let's be honest, like a lot of stuff regarding Goop is, is quite public. Like people know about a lot of the crazy slash weird things that the brand have done. I'm not... Um, I'm not going to get us in trouble. Don't worry, Kate. Um, if if you hear like a really random voiceover throughout the episode, it's because we've listened back and gone, oh, that's, that's a bit risky. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I like a little risk. Okay. First of all, I guess, like, what are your initial thoughts on Goop? Um, and yeah, let's just stick with the brand rather than going Gwyneth Paltrow directly. What, what are your thoughts? So I feel like Goop is just like a manifestation of what is wrong in wellness. Um, you know, like that's probably where we're going in this episode. It is like, in a sense, the, like the embodiment of focusing on the wrong things in pursuit of wellness. And, and I think it's also like kind of botched the idea of wellness, that wellness is like expensive treatments and, and products and such. And and it's made wellness sound a little sketchy and maybe that's just my take when wellness is actually what we're after right like, it is on. for me yeah let's wrap the episode up done <laughs> yeah so i don't know, like wellness brands have such a huge influence on our approach to health and well-being so i think when a company of goop size does so many like questionable things um i think it's really important that we do explore uh, the implications of their kind of power and influence so yeah should we jump straight in let's do it okay so yeah I, I truly believe i think you i hope you hold the same view actually kate I, I truly believe that most people get into fitness wellness nutrition like whatever it is um they do it for the right reasons i think most people get into it because they want to help other people um but then <laughs> I think there's outliers to that um, that do it because it is simply because it's profitable um, and they don't care who they trample on in the process of growing such huge wealth and influence. Um, and I just wanted to do a little disclaimer at the start of this episode as well. And yes, we will have a bit of a laugh during this episode because some of the things that we're going to discuss are just so ridiculous that it's impossible not to. I don't want that to detract from the fact that this is like serious shit. <laughs> um, when you're advising or influencing people um, with kind of what to do with their nutrition and their health, you have such a huge responsibility that comes with that. And if if we were honest, me and Kate, we could make more money if we sold out and sold dodgy supplements alongside our coaching. We could package utter nonsense and profit from it, but we don't because we both accept the huge responsibility that comes with the roles 
that we have. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a little disclaimer at the start. Um, serious chat over. Let's play a fun game of uh, is it goop or utter poop? And I brainstormed the na- <laughs> I brainstormed the name of this game for a very long time, um, and I realised that also it sounds like um, the title was designed by a ten year old, but that's my level of humour, and I'm sleep deprived. So this is also, <laughs> I, you know, I I was going to search for a little jingle at the start of this. But I found out that you can get sued if we don't have the rights to use it. So, uh, Kate, if you would like to hum a little jingle intro before we start this game, um, you are welcome to. Um, I will not judge you if you don't want to. <laughs> do, 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 do. Nailed it. it. Right, it's like so it's a new round thing. <laughs> I like new it. New round. New round. So I'm I'm going to describe a product or an approach, um, and you are going to have to tell me whether it is something that was sold or promoted at one time by Goop, or whether it is something that I have completely made up. Utter poop. Hence, utter hence poop. the name. Yeah, utter poop. Okay, so are we ready? <laughs> play along at home. Yeah, please play along at home. So first one, otter therapy. You get to swim with otters and help them build a dam. It promotes well-being and teamwork skills. I'm going to go with poop because beavers build dams, not otters. Oh, damn it. Do you know what? This is how sleep depressing. <laughs> I told you I'm sleep deprived. I'm about five nights on the bounce of about four hours sleep. Roll with it here. Right. Okay. That is correct. Poop. I made it up. Surprise, surprise. Right. Number number two. two. (laughs) Psychic vampire repellent. I'm going to go with goop on this one. Correct. This is goop. Uh, It helps to safeguard your aura and banish fad vibes. (laughs) This This is real. This is something that goop has sold correct and do you want to know why i chose that because it was like that's even too wild for michael to make up and this man thinks that otters build dams (laughs) i'm never gonna live this one down right next one so 18 carat gold dumbbells dumbbells made from 18 carat gold i'm gonna go with goop because it feels really elitist Correct. At the cost of $125,000, you can buy oh. some 18 karat gold dumbbells. Oh. Yeah. Right. You know, when people buy exercise equipment at home and they like turn into like clothes horses or whatever, just like when you're cl- drying your clothes, you put it mm-hmm. over the bike, whatever. That's it's an expensive way to, to gather dust. 18 karat yeah. gold. Yeah. Right. Insect therapy. You lay in a tank filled with a variety of insects. These insects will help to speed up the detoxification process, leaving you feeling refreshed and rejuvenated. Wow. (laughs) This is really tough, actually. I'm going to say poop. Correct. You've got every single one right so far, Kate. This is less fun. I need to, I need to increase. the. uh, Here's why I chose that one. Is it because like, I feel like the, the goop solutions are like also really like, like I said, elitist and like, I don't know, kind of fancy. <laughs> Not and fancy enough. I just enough. can't see Gwyneth in a tank of insects. But if you were like butterflies, maybe then I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, okay. Sounds like goop. Damn it. Right. I'm going to remember this for next time. Um, next one, camel milk delivery. Poop. This is real. At $103 a month, um, you can get camel milk delivery. Um, it's... I believe cheaper than owning your own camel. Apparently, I had to know those. But yeah, one hundred and three pound dollars. Sorry, a month. 
Um, we'll go. We'll go one more. We won't drag this out too long. Um, so <laughs> the next one: um, a jellyfish tank with your own pet jellyfish. Jellyfish, fishes, jellyfish. Goop. This is Goop. Uh, it sells for about three thousand dollars, and it's kind of like a lava lamp, but with added animal cruelty. Yeah, you can buy yeah. a jelly a jellyfish <laughs> tank with your own pet jellyfish. What? There we go. We're, now we feel so off track from wellness. I mean, yeah. like, I guess emotional wellness of having a pet, but it seems yeah. Like also, worst pet ever. Yeah, you know. I've never quite got why people it. want goldfish either, or any kind of sea creatures as pets. It does confuse me a little bit. Low responsibility. That's true, but they do. The tanks tend to smell a little bit, even if you're on top of it. Keep them quite clean. Tanks don't smell good. Yeah. Anyway, that was goop, or is it poop? Uh, so thank I you for playing, it. Kate. You did a great <laughs> job. You did a fantastic job. I can't believe I got the wrong animal, but never mind. We're gonna we're gonna forget about that. Um, let's see whether it makes the final cut. <laughs> so I think we need like a game show on every episode. So let's remember that for future episodes, Kate. Okay. Okay, right. So back to uh, being slightly more serious. So what is Goop and how did it start? Um, so Goop was founded by the actress and self-proclaimed wellness expert Gwyneth Paltrow. And actually, first of all, do you know how she got the name Goop? I don't actually. Enlighten me. So the company's name came from Peter Arnell, some marketing whiz, apparently, telling her that successful internet companies have double O's in their name, and she wanted it to be a word that means nothing and could mean anything. Uh, so she simply added double O between her initials, thus resulting in the company name. And I don't really have a comment on this. It just really made me laugh because if you started the company up, Kate, it would be called Cool, and I'm all for it. But and it sounds like, you know, double O's, very cool name, success. Cool Job supplements done. coming to you. Cool just supplements coming. Up. <laughs> just really boring. Just like three supplements, like creatine, whey protein, and vitamin D. There we go. That's all we're selling. So from the company that brought us vagina scented candles that recommended bee sting therapy uh, and have been sued more times than a CrossFitter speaks about doing CrossFit, quite a lot, uh, we delve into the wonderful world of Goop. So when was Goop founded? Um, I took this from Gwyneth Paltrow's LinkedIn page, which kind of describes the launch of Goop. Um, it surprised me she had a LinkedIn page. Don't know why, but um, there we are. Uh, launched in the fall of 2008, out of Gwyneth Paltrow's kitchen as a homespun weekly newsletter. Gwyneth Paltrow wanted a place to organize her unbiased travel recommendations, health-centric recipes, and shopping discoveries for friends. And she also wanted to get her own questions about health, fitness, and the psyche answered. Now Goop has become a fully formed lifestyle site, offering a tight curation of products and content. So I feel like the launch from the kitchen thing makes it sound like oh she was just a little person and she's grown this like multi-million dollar company yeah yeah and i think that they hide behind that a lot to get out from a lot of the criticism that they receive um yeah but it sounds like she was like just this little person in her kitchen like not like an actress with like a millions. very nice kitchen yeah right <laughs> very nice home you know like <laughs> yeah lots of resources and yeah Exactly. And she claimed it was a place for her to introduce some of the incredible experts I use in quotation marks who have mentored her throughout her life to a wider audience and a place where readers can find suggestions about where to shop, eat and stay from a trusted friend. Um, and I'm sure you can probably tell from my general demeanor and tone about this episode about what I already think, <laughs> think about Goop. Um, but I also wanted to try and remain 
impartial to an extent so that listeners can make up their own mind. So let's stick to the facts. So here is a list of the times that Goop have officially lied to us. Um, and just to note as well, this is not a complete list. I had to cut this down because this episode is like 45 minutes long and we could just do a whole episode on this. So first up, we have the Jade Egg. Um, a lot of listeners will probably already know about this because it was quite a popular story on social media, but in 2018, they settled a $145,000 court case after making false health claims around its vaginal jade egg. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's goop claimed that by inserting the jade egg vaginally, it could help correct hormonal imbalances, boost orgasms, prevent uterine prolapse, and to help regulate your periods. And of course, this was utter nonsense because there is no evidence to support the claims. But good news, you can still buy the jade eggs on their website. So for the great price of $66, uh, you can purchase one of these magical eggs. Although this was a sale price, so it might be up uh, from when I did the research for this. But they have removed all of the wild health claims that are on their website. So it's just like a random, like they're like, here's a jade egg. Yeah, so vagina, I... Nothing else. The claims at the moment is to kind of like improve pelvic floor. So you've got something to push against. Mm. This was the general okay. vibe of what they were going with. It's within their sex toy collection bit on their oh, website. Okay. Read into that what you will. Um, next up, we have vaginal steaming. Uh, so vaginal steaming directs herb infused steam into your vagina. The process is pretty simple. You just sit or squat over a container of herbal infused steam and some spas that like ripping people off for the process for a hefty fee. Um, you can also do it at home. But How To Fitness Podcast does not recommend that you do that. It's used as a natural remedy, <laughs> once again, air quotation marks, natural remedy, to clean the vagina, uterus, and the entire reproductive tract. Yeah, there's many other claims, but the list was very, very long. Yeah. This is why I wanted to kind of bring in the brilliant OBGYN and future friend of the How To Fitness Podcast, Dr. Jen Gunter. Um, she had this to say about vaginal steaming. The whole basis of vaginal steaming is to cleanse the toxins from your uterus, but that's not possible. There are no toxins in there. If there were, how would a baby grow? It's just common sense. Thank you, Dr. Jen. I want to point out that Dr. Jen Gunter, future guest on the How To Fitness podcast. Um, she actually often says on her social media that if you feel skeptical about a certain health professional and their claims, go to Google, Google their name plus goop, and that will give you the answer you need. She says that all the time, and then she shows how it works. So those two have a tie. Who would have thought? Solid, solid advice there. And uh, next up we have uh, the coffee enema. And I realize now going through this list, a lot of them involve putting things inside yourself, um, which yes. is, is kind of weird. Um, so they have previously sold a $135 coffee enema kit to supercharge your annual goop detox. And yes, uh, for listeners a bit confused, um, it does involve putting coffee up your butt. Um, I did a post on this recently on social media and surprisingly got a lot of messages from people saying they'd done it and were annoyed that I was calling it out because they found benefit to it. That surprised me. Um, I wonder why these people are following me as well. Um, one, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, so I just want to be clear here: like, there is absolutely no research showing health benefits of coffee enemas. Um, I found a meta-analysis on this by Son et al. in 2020, and quote: "No study that reports the effectiveness of coffee enema was found." But there are many examples online of people uh, being injured or harmed by doing it. So, once again, I'll let the listeners make up their own mind. 
We'll do one more. So in 2017, Goop posted their glowing review of Body Vibe stickers, and they were smart stickers embedded with a specific combination of biofrequencies meant to treat imbalances. Um, optimize brain and body function by emitting a biofrequency that resonates with the body's natural energy fields. Um, so yeah, they they also claimed one of the claims on it was like. Oh, this is used by NASA. Like this is one of the claims. So Goop wrote this on their website, uh, and then uh, a website reached out to a NASA representative and quote they called it snake oil, and that NASA spacesuits are not lined with carbon material. And even if they were, it wouldn't be more. It wouldn't be for the purpose of monitoring vital signs. So, owned by NASA. <laughs> That's pretty fun, actually. That's good. I like that. I quite liked it as well. Um, I think about what you first said, you know, in our intro that most people who get into the the realm of fitness, nutrition, wellness are doing so thinking they're, you know, w- with good intention. And I think back to the Gwyneth Paltrow around her kitchen table, her, her humble kitchen table. And like, maybe there was that in the beginning. It kind of sounds like it. And then it just has blown out of proportion because money, right? I mean, what else could it be? It's so true. And you know, so I watched quite a few interviews of Gwyneth Paltrow talking. um, And when you hear her talk about her health routine or her regime, it sounds like she truly believes that this is what we should all be doing. Um, I don't know whether she's just very good at conveying empathy. She's an actress. Let's just throw that out there. Um, But I don't know. I, I I genuinely feel like yeah, maybe at the kind of foundation of it all, she does think that she's kind of standing up for those people that aren't being championed from like modern medicine or whatever the argument would be. And um, yeah, I also did see an interview with, oh, what show was it? It was on like a talk show in the US. I can't remember who the person is. I'm not very good with the names of them, sorry. Um, And they brought out a load of Goop products for her to look at and they were showing them to her and you could tell she'd never seen them before because she was kind of looking at them a bit weird, looking at the ingredients list. So I think once again, we also need to acknowledge that, yes, she's maybe the figurehead of this, but how much power or influence does she actually have with the brand? Yeah. Right. And so we call ourselves evidence-based practitioners, right? Because we're going to give recommendations based on what the literature shows is tried and true for advancing our health, optimal health, nutrition, fitness, et cetera. But I think a lot of where like people kind of go into this place of like, oh, these money making, um, maybe it's not a scheme. I don't know what to call it, but it is like, oh, that worked for me. So that will work for everyone else. Right. And so like you're saying, she's like, oh, this works for me. It should work for everyone. Yeah. And placebo is an amazing thing as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the arguments. Actually, I had a conversation with someone about the coffee enema thing on Instagram and they messaged me being like, oh, I really found benefit in it and I felt a lot better. So why can't you acknowledge that when you're doing a post on coffee enemas? And I said like any decent practitioner that doesn't want to get sued, but also just kind of can work ethically will follow the research. Like you just have to. Because as soon as you step outside of that, you're opening yourself up to so many issues. And my response was simply, the research shows no benefit, so I'm not going to promote it in any way possible. Um, right. And I, I just really wish that more people took that approach. Right. And it, it, without invalidating that, like, <clears throat> yes, maybe it has done something for someone else, but that doesn't mean you can 
broadcast it as a solution to the population. Yeah, completely agree. And I get it. Some people have gone down the medical route, especially if we're talking about in the US where financially a lot of things are out of people's reach. Like, of course, they're going to go down a route of let's try something different. Oh, and this kind of helped me a bit. So I'm going to shout about it. Like, I do get that. But then I think as a practitioner or someone with the responsibility that these brands have, you just have to be really careful with the way that you put that message over. Um, And also, in my opinion, one of the biggest issues with brands like Goop, the the reason we're talking about Goop mainly in this episode is because they are kind of the biggest wellness brand, right? They are the kind of recognizable one and therefore that feeds into everything else. But Mm -hmm. one of the biggest issues with these brands growing in popularity is that then they use their platform to bring up other people that are full of crap and pretty problematic. I'm just going to give two examples here. Uh, So the first one is alongside Drew Barrymore and Meg Ryan on the speaker list for the second in Goop Health Summit in 2018 was someone called Dr. Kelly Brogan. Um, And Dr. Kelly Brogan is best known for claiming that AIDS is all a big scam to sell expensive medicine which is actually what kills AIDS patients. Um, No. uh, Yeah, right. And this was all prior to her being at the summit, right? And then then also since then, Brogan's kind of gone down quite a alt-right COVID denialist route too, um, according to a lot of websites. So yeah, there we go. So that's just kind of the example of people that are being given a platform by a company that has been successful as Goop. Another one as well that I think we might have mentioned this person in the podcast before is Anthony William, and he goes by the name The Medical Medium. Uh, And he is an unqualified practitioner who gets his nutrition advice from Spirit. Uh, And that's not the name of some high-end nutritional body. That is a spirit, like a ghost. Um, He has written uh, multiple times for the Goop website, so is viewed as one of their experts, once again, in quotation marks. Um, And my favorite thing about him being on the website, I say that ironically, is that underneath all of his posts, they have to put a, they put a disclaimer now, because I think they're a little bit worried about him. And I'm going to read it word for word. So um, they are the views of the author and do not necessarily represent the views of Goop and are for informational purposes only, even if and to the extent that this article features the advice of physicians and medical practitioners, this article is not nor is intended to be a substitute for professional medical medical advice diagnosis or treatment it should never be relied upon for specific medical advice so they know the guy is full of crap but they're still giving him this platform they're still giving him the platform yeah and this is someone who kind of positions himself as a practitioner as a medical advice practitioner so you can't kind of position a guy like this give him a platform but then have a disclaimer saying that he's not what he says he is like it's just incredibly dangerous and i think that's one of the biggest issues i have with goop like some of the people they've had on their website at their speaking events are just dangerous like to put it bluntly just incredibly dangerous people i don't know about uk i i feel like the world now just kind of like embraces fecking idiots to put it bluntly um and i don't know why we keep giving voices to these people who so clearly should not be trusted i don't know if you've um in the uk in politics we have an mp I don't know what position he has now because he's been through so many different positions. Um, His name's Michael Gove and he's mostly famous for like sucking up to whoever's in power so that he gets a good position or like failing as an education secretary in multiple other roles. Like he's just not a good guy. Um, And he said a few years ago, we have had enough of experts. And this was kind of like a popular slogan that kind of got put out there from one of his speeches. And although the statement is moronic for many, many reasons, I feel like a lot of people agree with him. And I think that that's maybe why a lot of these brands once again kind of come to popularity or or get a bit bigger than they're supposed to because people 
don't they're intimidated by experts or yeah I don't know what it is I just thought I I wondered if I'd get your thoughts on that you know turning to literature looking at what is uh, evidence-based practice kind of saying the same things that we know to be true especially as far as wellness is concerned gets very boring um, we know because we do that for a living. Like I'm not bored by it. Cause there's so many, there's so many different levels of how we can, um, talk about things that actually contribute to our health and wellness. But as a consumer of information, I think you want something shiny and new. And so, especially if maybe, maybe you're dealing with something in your health that isn't going well. And like you said, you've turned to doctors and maybe you've been dismissed by doctors or you haven't had the means to meet with the professionals you need or they haven't had time for you and you need something else. And like, I I definitely know that desperation of like, please, anyone help me. But then it kind of goes sideways. And instead we're giving voices to those who may not have our best interests in mind or may not actually be able to help in the way that we need. Yeah, I agree. I I do actually have a a bit at the end of this episode in terms of kind of (laughs) like promoting boring advice. Um, it, it's funny, isn't it? Like we, I've had conversations with people that follow my content for a very long time and they kind of be like, oh, you, you cover the same topics quite regularly. And like, that, I feel like that's what we should be doing, right? Um, and also there's so many different ways that you can word things and put things that will hit with different people too. Like sometimes the same posts written in a slightly different way will react to, will hit with one person, but completely miss with another and then flip it and it does the same. Um, and yeah, I think we do need to start embracing the boring a little bit and we just need to harbor like the power of these brands and see like, right, how are they doing this? And how can we like steal their, their, their marketing ideas? Because yeah, as you said, like they do have this like friendly face of wellness approach to them. Um, and you see Gwyneth Patrick coming out smiling with all these brands and you just think, yeah, there's gotta be a way that we can harness this power with the kind of boring approach to fitness. Um, if you have any answers, Kate. If anyone has a solution for that, you know, let us know. Get in touch. Yeah. Would you, they do these like wellness summits every year. Would you go along to one if you got invited to? Oh, I think so for the experience. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? I think, I yeah, I probably would out of intrigue, as long as I was allowed to write about whatever I thought of it afterwards, uh, as long as it didn't come with any T's or C's. I did actually find a couple people who had done just that, where they'd been given free tickets to come along and talk about it. Um, and the responses were, yeah, were quite mixed. Um, and it, it does always confuse me about how they gather so much support from people. I don't know, like, uh, once again, I'm going to talk about this in a bit, but I, there was a lot of people sticking up for the brand and Gwyneth Paltrow. And that's, that still confuses me when we kind of know, um, you like to think that because we like evidence-based practice, it should always be at the forefront. I don't know. I'm going to talk about this in a minute, so I'm not going to dilute it. Let's, let's shimmy that bit out and move on. (laughs) Put a pin in it. We'll put a pin in it. So this whole episode could be about how problematic just goop is um, and will likely continue to be. But I also wanted the kind of back end of this episode to be a bit more or have a bit more depth than just calling out one brand in particular. You'll see that this episode is called the goopification of wellness and the growth and success of the brand hints at a far bigger issue with the way that wellness is sold and marketed towards us, the consumer. Um, Goop came under fire in 2019 when one of their experts, uh, once again, air quotation marks, I always always want to make this perfectly clear, um, told their readers that we should all be striving for our leanest livable weight. Um, And if that doesn't sound like the thinnest you can be without literally dying, then I don't know what it does mean. But um, Dr. Giles Yeo, another good friend of this podcast, was interviewed on this at the time. 
and said, This is a dangerous suggestion, as many people will take it to mean they should be as thin as possible. He said, It is irresponsible because the idea is so open to misinterpretation, especially for young people susceptible to eating disorders. The problem with many of Goop's recommendations is that they are not based on science, but pseudoscience. Goop is part of the reason that people have become afraid of eating, just eat less of it. Goop isn't the only brand guilty of this, um, evidently,、um, they, but these brands have created an image of what wellness and health has to look like. And more often than not, it is slim, white, and upper middle class.、Um, I'm also not immune to like, the obvious fact that I always like to kind of put this across whenever I speak on this topic that clearly I am what the fitness industry says everyone is supposed to look like, like a slim, white, straight male with a little bit of muscle mass.、Um, But it also doesn't have to look like that at all,、um, despite these brands telling us otherwise, of course.、Um, and I like to think that there's great power in me kind of using my platform as a slim, white, straight man、uh, to amplify that message.、Um, and the championing and normalizing of inclusivity. Is the biggest issue here. And it's funny because we're almost immune to their nonsense by now. The amount of stories that we've just spoken about there, there's like 20, 30, 40, 50 other stories. And the more and more that we have of them, it just kind of becomes like, oh, it's another goop thing. We can have a laugh about it. Like the longer this brand、right. goes on like this, we just kind of think, oh, yeah, it's just kind of how the industry is now. I mean, it doesn't quite shock us how it used to.、Um, and I think that the Goop approach is probably at the foundation of that shift in our thinking.、Um, I, I like to think back to when we first like, heard that JDEG story, right? What was it, like 2016, 2018? It was quite shocking. Like, people spoke about it for a long period of time because we're like,、yeah. wow, this is awful.、Mm-hmm. But now I feel like these brands just do it a lot. And seem to get away with it too.、Um, and their message is you can have long lasting health、um, if and only if you have the bank balance to achieve it. And, and that's the issue.、Um, the extravagant price tags on many of its recommended products and services make them inaccessible to a significant portion of the population. And I think, Kate, this ties in quite well to your episode that you did on organic foods as well. Um, we create this kind of allure and tiered system of what is good and right with our health, which has such a negative impact because whether it's an expensive coffee enema kit, thousands of dollars on unnecessary salt lamps, or $125,000 gold dumbbells, the extravagance is pretty sickening. And wellness should be accessible to everyone, but Goop's high end approach creates a perception that only the affluent can achieve true well being. This elitism not only alienates a large demographic, but also perpetuates the notion that health is a luxury rather than a fundamental human right.、Um, and actually, talking back to kind of those people that have been gifted tickets to the Goop Summit, I found a really cool one. I'll try a link to it actually. I'll remind me, Kate, and I'll send you the link.、Um, Of someone who got given tickets and she went along and kind of was struck by how like white middle class these events were.、Um, and she then wrote an article on it and got a big backlash from people as well for writing about this topic. And、um, it, it was just exactly that, right? Like, it, this is just such an elitist way to look at health and wellness.、Um, and it's pretty depressing that this is just really normalized.、Um, and, and that. Area is not really spoken about enough unless it is by minority groups trying to amplify that message. Right. When we've talked about bringing up this topic, it's not about vaginal steaming or the crystal infused water bottle, right? Like those are just a little microcosm of the greater problem, which is creating barriers to health that are such noise that we, it drowns out like what actually helps us work towards our health, right? It's, it's distracting、um, and it's always going to be there because. People got to make money and they do it in different ways, right?、Um, mm-hmm. 
But I think it's our responsibility just to recognize what can benefit us in that pursuit of health and what is a distraction. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? The article is really good. I'll have to send it to you. It was was interesting to read it. Um, She basically had to like pull the story because she got so much stick and then like put it out with like disclaimers. It was really bizarre. Um, Hmm. She she has an army of people behind her. Yeah. Because the company platforms extravagant travel recommendations, designer fashion picks and lavish wellness retreats, it creates an aspirational narrative. And the danger here is that it creates a sense of inadequacy for those who can't afford such a lifestyle. Wellness becomes synonymous with opulence, pushing the narrative that only the privileged can achieve true well-being. And, And... when doing research, as I mentioned, like for the podcast in all the discussion boards of people talking about goop, it's a weird rabbit hole to go down, but feel free if anyone wants to. And I saw quite often the kind of general messaging of like, if you don't like her, you don't have to buy her products or read her content. Um, like if goop isn't for you, just like move on. Um, and that kind of annoyed me because I think that's just overly simplistic um, and doesn't really get to the heart of the issue and how damaging these brands can actually be. Like when people are doing wrong and they're exploiting other people, I think it needs calling out, hence why we're doing this episode. Um, I don't think we can just simply swipe on by and ignore it. Um, and I would also go as far as to say, like most of the things you see within the wellness space advertised are just complete nonsense. I don't know if you'd probably agree with that, Kate. Um, and they're just not going to help you Quite in the slightest. Yeah, I, that's probably the right thing. Like it might have like the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest bit of benefit but it's not worth the money or effort (laughs) to be completely honest. Like eating a balanced diet, as Kate mentioned, like is going to help you. Like limiting stress is going to help you. Going for a nice walk is going to help you. But these things, once again, are just so boring and difficult to sell. Um, These wellness brands like Goop will create fear about certain foods, chemicals, toxins, like whatever it is, and then magically have some cure that will help you if you can afford the fee. so just once again, to kind of champion that message of like wellness should be accessible to everyone. Um, and this podcast will help kind of continue champion that message and call out the bullshit. So yeah, I think that kind of wraps up most of the chat. I was going to say, did you read that beasting therapy thing that they were recommending? That was one that kind of threw me off. So no, not in light of goop, but I know that that exists uh, because I know people have gotten it. And I know that I was looking for a chiropractor here in Oaxaca and the chiropractor did chiropractic therapy alongside the bee sting therapy. And I was like, no, thank you. No. Pass. <laughs> but thanks for the offer. Um, so I've never actually found a, a chiropractor here in Oaxaca because that was my attempt. And I just kind of gave up after that. But yeah. Why do chiropractors a lot of the time offer a lot of pseudoscience along the side? I don't know. I just was thinking this could be a whole thing because chiropractors, man, chiropractors, not all, not, not all of them. I've known some incredible chiropractors and I love chiropractic care um, for myself personally, but that's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I feel this needs a deep dive in itself, but that beasting therapy, like it's like people. So I was reading into it and, and obviously like you get stung and the inflammation that comes with that, they say that it helps to kind of clear. Is this, I don't know what the reasoning is. I probably should look to it, but like whatever the reasoning is. Let's just call it detox. There we go. Say detox, catch all, catch all buzzword. Um, but then looking into it, like people have died doing it. So if you are a brand championing this approach on your website and people have died doing it, 
what <laughs> like how like how do you sleep at night knowing that that is on your website when people have been really badly hurt from doing it that's the bit that stresses me out and yeah once again we have to be careful more than morality it's honestly like that's liability like i'd be like get me away from this treatment i'm not offering something that could kill someone no thank you yeah. even if i believe that there's purported benefits like no yeah, it's pretty awful. So yeah, that, that was kind of like a fun, fun, to use the word fun, but there's a lot of air quotations in this that people can't see. Fun deep dive into our thoughts on Goop anyway. I, I don't think we've kind of incriminated ourselves in any way. This is all stuff that is well reported. There, there's other stories such as kind of lawsuits being brought against them for the vagina scented candles that exploded um, and set fire to people's homes. So I don't know whether people want to truly trust a brand that has so much behind it um but then once again i'm not going to dictate where people are going to get their health uh, and well-being information from like that is up for people to make those decisions for themselves i've had some very lovely sensible clients of mine have trained in the past who really liked the goop brand and bought stuff from them um so i don't want this to be a call out of anyone who potentially likes some of the stuff that this brand um sells but i think it's evident from my messaging here like it's it's a massive thumbs down from me um yeah well i think you know we work in the space of things don't have to be black or white right so like goop can exist and do its thing and we can be more knowledgeable about our personal needs to achieve wellness um, and what that looks like for us from an evidence-based perspective as well as from what feels good for us and what makes sense for us financially um i think you know what we talked about here is the biggest issue with Goop isn't Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow. Like we're not just here to hate on the brand, but it's indicative of barriers created to health. And we are against creating barriers to health when health should be achievable for everybody. and doesn't need to look a certain way or cost a certain amount. Um, I don't think people are like getting scammed into buying $125,000 dumbbells. That seems like it's a very intentional choice, but there is information, especially around how little to eat or what to eat or how to move your body that is pretty damaging because it's more accessible. It's not, you know, like the articles or the interviews and such. And that's where I think it gets a little more dangerous as well. Yeah. I'm also glad that you on on board with the very expensive dumbbells cakes. It makes your birthday present next year much easier to buy. So delighted. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, there's our thoughts on Goop. Everyone uh, listening, please let us know what your thoughts are. Um, I I hope that we kind of did the topic justice. I hope you found it informative slash entertaining, but not in a way that is insulting. I hope. Um, but yeah, if there's anything that we can help further with, you have any questions about the episode, please reach out um, on any social media platform. We'll put another kind of question sticker out on Spotify as well, just for people's thoughts. Um, because I'm always intrigued on what our listenership thinks and just kind of where their, uh, where their I don't say allegiances lie because it's not kind of us versus Goop, but just kind of what your thoughts are on it. Also, I want to hear if you did better than me on Goop versus Poop. So tell me your score. <laughs> Yeah, these are the important things that we all need to know about. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we will see you all again next week.